episode 22 today. We are back again, ready to roll. And before the episode starts, I just want to say a quick thank you for all of the messages and reviews I got from last episode. I'm glad people got something out of it and they didn't just take it personally that hit his shit, but they could actually hear and listen and see the reasons why. And again, if you have five seconds and you haven't already, I would love if you could help me out and give the the channel a five-star review. It only takes a couple of seconds, but it can help me immensely moving forward um, and help me reach more people. And I really appreciate all the help I get with that. So if you have five seconds, go ahead and click that button for me. And all shares on Instagram as well are extremely appreciated. Uh, give me a tag and I can share you to my page as well. There's been a few where I haven't been tagged, but if you give me a tag, I can share you. So thanks in advance. You're all legends. I really appreciate it. And you you guys are the, the reason I do this podcast. Um, so yeah, I, again, I really appreciate it. So today we're going to talk about how to run faster and Everyone wants to be able to do it, but in fancy terms, especially for athletes, it's how to improve your top speed. And it's the golden question I get asked from athletes of all levels, not just elite. How do I get faster? How can I get more agile? And it, it's it's important because in all sports, you want to be faster than your opponent. You want to um, get be, be seen as the fast kid or the fast athlete because that is what gets you picked most of the time in, in sports. And Usually, it, the problem is it results in people doing silly things and silly drills, thinking it's going to make them quicker, like agility ladders, BOSU ball exercises, um, silly quick freak drills, running in sand and things like that, that they see on Insta and they see on TikTok with a caption saying, get fast quick or train like an athlete or, or something along those lines. And it's not actually how you get quick. And while yes, we in this episode, we will go over strategies to improve speed and to get you faster um, and improve your own speed. But firstly, I want to just say such a large component of someone's ability speed-wise um, and running pace-wise, even endurance, is genetic. And it's the, it's the one reason you don't see many Caucasian athletes in the 100-meter Olympics final. And same thing with the Olympic marathon event or the 10K, 5K genetics play a huge role in whether or not someone will be a fast individual and yes you can improve your speed and get faster but as the saying goes you can train a donkey to be fast but it will never beat a horse and donkeys have shorter legs they have much shorter stride so they cover less ground with each step and for this reason a horse's top speed will always be significantly higher than a donkey's purely because of their genetics and their build but a donkey's ability to keep running endurance-wise will always beat a horse for that exact same reason. And it's the exact same for humans. Some are horses, some are donkeys. The easiest way to explain how to get faster for your sport is the said principle. Specific adaptations to imposed demands, meaning you will adapt to the specific demands you put on it. So and it literally applies to anything you want to achieve in like anything in the world. You want to get better at golf? hit golf balls. You want to get better at piano? Play the piano. You want to jump higher? Practice jumping. You want to get faster? You gotta fucking run. And yes, there are supplementary things you can do to help, like in terms of strength training, plyometrics, um, power training. But at the end of the day, the only way you're going to get faster is by running and then getting better at it and doing it again and again and again. And sprinting and running fast is a skill. 
You need to train the skill of sprinting to get better at sprinting. And we'll talk about we'll talk about that a bit later, but first I'll quickly go over how you can support speed training in the gym. And the gym should be used to reduce the risk of injury like muscle strains, tendon, joint issues, um, and overuse injuries and things like that. But also, we're trying to improve the underlying foundational strength and power to assist your running. So the gym itself, and this is such a misconception, the gym itself isn't going to make you faster unless you're severely detrained. So if you're like a beginner or you are coming back from an injury or a long layoff, gym will make you faster because you'll get large strength increases and things like that and it will transfer. But for the majority, the vast majority of people, the gym itself isn't going to make you faster. And another acronym for you to explain it and to explain how this works is you need to KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. And I say this because Again, especially in this day and age where you're always connected via social media and seeing drills and, and things like that, yes, there are good people who spread good information and, and advice, cough, cough, but you also have a lot of people who will upload and use fancy words and terms and market well to get you to buy a, a speed training agility ladder or, or a speed training freaking parachute or a PDF program or an ebook or things like that. Like They'll use challenging looking uh, fancy exercises that grab your attention and then market it. So, so you, th- so it says, oh, this will make you faster. This will make you run like an elite athlete. And you'll buy it and not realize that a, the exercises aren't what get you fast, and b, they're not even good exercises that are going to carry over into sprinting anyway. So, they do it so they can make money. Like that's their whole aim. And in terms of gym when we say what we need to do to get something out of it for running, you need to be giving your lower limbs a lot of strength. And it sounds obvious, but when you sprint, the whole idea is that you are trying to drive as much force as possible into the ground, right? As quickly as you can. And so with Newton's third law, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The ground, when you put force into it, will then push back with that equal and opposite reaction. And then that's what propels you forward. That's basically it. And the key term here is force. And force comes from strength. You need to be strong and have the ability to drive down into the ground to produce force. And as a quick side note, this is why sprint training in sand and doing it on doing exercises like BOSU ball exercises are trash. They are genuinely they are so rubbish because there's no stable ground to then drive force into and then for the the stable force to then propel you forward and push back into you. Like since when do you sprint on a soft surface like sand or or sprint on a wobbly surface under your foot? Like you're not training for what you are actually going to be doing, so you're never going to adapt. Like as I said before, you need the said principle, specific adaptations to impose demands. And you need to impose the exact demands you want to adapt to and get better at in your training. So in terms of gym, again, for sprinting, you're going to need strong hammies, um, calves, both of them, glutes and hip flexors in particular. They are going to be crucial for top speed running, but we also do need really good quad and tibialis anterior strength too. So, um, And you also want to maintain upper thoracic and shoulder mobility, uh, trunk strength, and you, you want to not neglect these and then turn into a, an ironing board in the top half. Like, yes, we need a lot of lower limb strength, but we also need um, to be fluid and and have good um, movement in our upper thoracic and then also good trunk strength and endurance to hold us in the key positions. 
How do we achieve all this? We, it's going to sound so obvious, but we need to train all of the muscles. We need to train them in different rep ranges. So we actually need to lift heavy um, rather than just going in the gym and doing like a lot of reps. Um, and you need to do all the types of movements like hinge, um, squat, push, pull, um, single leg, double leg, all those kind of things, um, and the different types of m- muscle contractions. Um, and you're probably thinking, thanks Hayden, thanks Hayden, like you just told us to train all of our muscles. But you need to consider... We, we obviously we need concentric strength, so shortening of a muscle to complete whatever action it's, that muscle does. But you also need to improve eccentric strength, and this is where the muscle is lengthening, and this is especially crucial for the hamstrings. And isometric strength of a muscle to resist force um, and to adequately deal with the landing and the foot strike each stride you take. Um, but isometric strength also importantly, you can get a lot of strength and, and tensile. Um, force on our on our tendons especially our Achilles tendon um, where when when you land the tendons they deal best with uh, tensile strength so a lot of tension through the actual tendon and isometrics are really good for this so a lot of people will just go in the gym and do three by ten on everything and train the muscles but they won't actually train them specifically for how they are going to act and serve when we are running so and the key here again you need to be training the lowest fruit. The lowest hanging fruit is going to be first to bring up all your weaknesses. And then you want to maintain and obviously improve everything else. So um, this is the quickest way, especially with speed training, to see improvements and reduce the risk of injury in the short term. And a good example is like most people will have strong quads, they'll have decent glutes, and they'll have acceptable hamstrings, right? But they will severely lack and not even train their calves and their hip flexors. Like these two are crucial for your calves. They push you off the ground. Like, as we said, you strike into the ground, you get that push off um, when you drive into the ground. That's that's all gastroc and your soleus. And the soleus, for example, will absorb up to eight times your body weight when sprinting. So you're 100 kilo male or female, that's 800 kilograms of force going through your calf and your gastroc, um, soleus, Achilles complex. So um, then also the hip flexor, like you need that hip flexor to be strong and drive and pull that that swing leg through. So if you're not training these muscles at all, or you're doing um, a lot of unintentional reps, half-assed, you're doing a lot of reps rather than um, being specific about the way you train them, you're probably not going to be the quickest you possibly can. And B, you're probably not going to be reducing your risk of injury at all. You need to be specific about what you're doing. Then once we have the underlying strength for all your muscles and you've identified what you need, we need to then teach the body how to use it quickly. And this is when power and plyometric training becomes important. So you can have the foundational strength, but then if you haven't trained your muscles and your tendons to then use this strength quickly, there's no use for it. And this is where it's important to implement um, some important drills like the basic versions of uh, jumping, landing, hopping, um, skipping, both double and single leg. And this is going to be important because you're training the stretch shortening cycle of the Achilles in particular. Um, and this is where it's like an elastic band when you stretch it. So let's say you land on your foot, um, your Achilles um, will stretch. And then um, if you can train the stretch shortening cycle, it then it, it it trains the Achilles to snap back quicker. And the quicker it snaps back, the more force and acceleration you're going to get when you're running. 
Also though, we wanna also ease our tendons into the load and stress of running. So you start at your level of capacity and rather than just being like, all right, I'm gonna go add in two sprint training sessions a week and then you're gonna wonder, why do my Achilles hurt? Why do I get muscle strains? Why are my knees killing me? Why do I have all these aches and pains? You need to slowly expose your joints and muscles to the forces, especially tendons. Tendons take a lot longer to adapt than a muscle does because of the lack of blood supply. And we need to let them adapt and get stronger and more powerful over time. So now we've got some strength. Uh, We've begun to do some plyometrics and some power-based exercises. We need to now actually train that skill. And this is where technical-based training in terms of the actual skill of speed comes in handy and it's going to be impossible to demonstrate and teach you how to do these drills over a podcast Um, but if you want to see specific drills or you're interested in specific programs or training for speed then just shoot me a dm you know where to find me um, and i can help out where possible but in this i will go over the most basic principles in speed training uh, that we want to achieve and if you're probably thinking, um, as I said at the very beginning, the said principles. So you need to be as specific as possible when you are training speed. Like you need to run fast and practice it often, but you also need to be specific for your sport. And even without the fancy drills, if you're just doing the basics of speed training um, and you're going to, you're doing it regularly once, two times a week, you will get faster. When you train a skill of running fast, you will get faster. That's how things work. And yes, there are fancy drills you can do and prep drills and tech drills. Um, but as I said, it's going to be hard to do it through um, over a podcast episode. That's when that's that cherry on top and you'll get even faster. So Obviously, you're going to want a good warm-up, a good thorough warm-up before you do start running. Um, Again, if you want to DM me on Instagram and I can send you a copy um, of a quick um, example warm-up. But then you want to think about what your sport actually requires. And this is where people go so wrong. Like if you're a rugby prop, you're not going to need anything over probably 10 to 30 meters. And you're probably going to be like, yeah, but Hayden, what if I do make a break? you're going to have wingers and fullbacks that are probably going to chase you down anyway. Like that's not where you need to be spending your time. Your low hanging fruit where you will see the most trans, um, the most transfer into your sporting scenarios for you as an athlete is going to be that 10 to 30 meters and that acceleration. So yes, you're going to do a couple of bouts of top speed for overall general training and for that hamstring injury risk reduction, but your focus should be on acceleration drills and takeoffs, not longer distance, top speed, sprinting, and the mechanics. You're going to be wasting your time because you're not going to use it and it's not going to transfer into your um, athletic needs. Whereas if you're a fullback or a winger, you're going to want to train the acceleration, but then also regularly train and get better at specifically those 60 to 70 to 100 meter sprints because you may need to actually run after someone to chase them down or sprint if you're in the open with the ball or if you make an intercept and then you need to run 80 meters like it's all it all has to be extremely specific to your sport and your position whereas in soccer for example yes you're going to train acceleration and speed and you've got to have that top speed if you're in the clear or you're chasing someone down but as a, as a soccer athlete, you may want more agility in your training. So to be able to get around multiple defenders like Lionel Messi does, or if you're a defender and you need to have the agility to defend the ball and defend the attacker and, and stop them getting around you, it's the said, the said principle. You need to be specific. And then again, for a last example, 
if we talk about a basketball player. You are never going to sprint more than 30 meters because that's physically how long the court is. So all of your speed and agility training should be less than or equal to the 30 meters or the, the length of the court. Like you're going to be more agility, change of direction, stepping, landing, jumping. You need to be specific with what you train. And as I said, I can't really explain the exact drills and exact scenarios, but if you are interested here and wanted some help or guidance or some training for your individual speed training, shoot me an Instagram DM. My handle is Hayden Edgerton underscore RRP. You know where to find me. And then we can chat and I can help you out and help make a plan for you. So as always, let's fucking go and we'll talk soon.